listening to the Above180.com podcast with Tim Berg and Joe Serrar, and this is Mo Pinnell, president of Mo Rich Enterprises. Above180.com, taking your bowling game to the next level. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know, from the latest equipment reviews and coaching to drilling layouts. Now, from Washington, D.C., and the Bowler's Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Chris Warren is bowling in the BowlersDeals.com All-In Shootout, which takes place next Friday, November 4th, 6.30 Eastern, going to be on Extra Frame. Please check it out there. Uh, by all means, if you're not an Extra Frame subscriber, want to check that out. Going to be some great uh, events. Behind-the-scenes stuff you're going to find out from the pros and the interviews and great sorts of things that you won't find anywhere else. Uh, Chris, Tim Berg, and Joyce Serrar, thank you for joining us today. Oh, you're more than welcome. Chris, nice to be on. Chris, you are one of the eight who decided to shoe up and bowl this event that's on November 4th on PBA Extra Frame. Talk about what your decision is. It seems like you have a pretty good life up in Oregon being a pro shop operator, bowling some, some regional events. Why put $5,000 to bowl against the best of the world in the PBA? <laughs> uh, let's see. Hmm. A, million, a million ways to answer that question. Uh, probably the best way to put it is it's action. Uh, I enjoy action. I like to bowl. Uh, it's the, the thing that I love the most in my life. And, you know, it kind of... I kind of got a. I kind of want a bowl, and you know, five thousand dollars, eight guys, forty-five thousand dollars for whoever wins. Uh, you know, how can you miss that opportunity? You know, you you have nobody to blame but yourself if you don't take a. Uh, the things we regret are the chances we don't take in life, and it's just uh, a way to take a chance. And hey. If things work out, things work out. They don't, oh well. well. No big deal. The field is set now, all eight with Sean Rash and Tommy Jones being the last two in. Talk about what you are doing right now to prepare for this event. You're still active bowling, bowling a lot of events. So what are you doing to prepare? This is being bowled on the Tournament of Champions pattern. So talk about what you're doing to prepare. Oh, gosh. I mean, bowling is about all about how you are mentally and in stroke and what you're working on and and, you know, sometimes you get clouded by working too hard or working on things that you uh, really don't come into play. Uh, just uh, walking a lot, not really doing a whole lot of uh, extracurricular activity as far as, you know, going out and playing golf and stuff, just trying to stay focused on uh, what I'm doing, practicing a little bit. Uh, I mean, I bowled 11 games yesterday or a uh, day before yesterday. Yesterday I drove for eight hours to get to here to Fresno. So, um, you know, just practicing, you know, working on things, uh, making sure my equipment's all ready, and just getting ready for the World Series of Bowling. I'm not just preparing to bowl the, the you know, the all-in shootout thing. Uh, the all-in is kind of uh, an extra perk because I'm already there. Um, I, I'm being a ball guy. I'm always interested in you know what equipment bowlers are using or or what layouts they prefer. Um, I've enjoyed watching your game since the early 1990s on tour, 
and my opinion, you have one of the sweetest swings in bowling, kind of reminiscent of, in my opinion, of a modern-day Don Johnson. Just loose and free and a great extension through the shot, solid at the line. I mean, physically, one of the best games I've ever seen, and, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Well, thank you for comparing me to Coco, uh, but I will never be the bowler that he was, ever. <laughs> I mean, uh, there was only one Don Johnson, and that's all there is to it. Um, well, I, I, to- I totally great, agree, but again, your, your swing is a thing of beauty. Now, that said, and, and we, we, you said you're getting your equipment ready, uh, are they capping how many balls you can bring, or, or do you have a set amount that you want to bring as not to get too confused? And and it, it, regarding your equipment, is there a certain ma- manufacturer that you like to stay with? Can, can you kind of expound on that? Well, I like, okay, this is the way I look at it. Every major manufacturer in America has a very good line of equipment that fit into my arsenal. My arsenal is designed around me, what I'm comfortable with, uh, what necessarily works for, you know, Carry down the street doesn't may not work very good for me, and you can try to drill them different ways. If something doesn't fit into your game, what your perception of is what shape you're used to looking at, and what you want to do, uh, I would say switch. Uh, most are radius of gyration factors and differential factors. You'll find a common thing with that. You'll find what shell. You know, what shell works for you at that Archie and that differential and what shells don't. And you need to kind of keep track of it. You just don't go drill a ball to drill a ball. Drill a ball that's going to work for you. So what kind of balls are you going to drill, Chris, and, and what kind of layouts do you plan on bringing? Well, I, uh, I am on Storm and Roto Grip's advisory staff, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I am locked in with Storm and Roto Grip. That is, uh, that means that, you know, I get to use their products, and uh, they don't pay me to use their products. I like their products because their products fit very well in my game. Uh, a good example is, um, a good example is, uh, I, I throw a lot of the other company stuff, too, and, uh, you know, that Columbia eruption, that, that, that thing just looks sweet. That thing looks sweet in the new Brunswick ball. Oh my lord! Uh, that you want to talk about hooking on ice? That thing hooks. Uh, Are you talking the, the new Nexus from Brunswick? Yeah. Have you thrown one yet? Oh my yes, lord. I have. I've thrown them both, and uh, they are definitely Did getting they, their act together when it comes to down lane ball motion, as, as well as a, a different look from their previous lines. Oh, it chains up so hard when it chains up. I mean, when you see what they call that moment of inertia, when you see that ball, that weight block, and that shell just get together, it's like, oh, that's a truck. <laughs> Watch out. Uh, you know, so, I mean, uh, I get to throw everybody stuff. You know, that 250K, I was, I mean, it, I understand why Mika bowls so well with that ball. <laughs> I mean, because when I roll it, I can't do what Mika does. I can't. I can't seem to get the ball tilted enough. <laughs> I can't get the ball tilted enough to get it to lay back. 
he can get the ball tilted enough to where when it finally rolls over, it kind of rolls over and lays back. Well, with my release and the way my tilt is, that ball, I, I, when I roll it, it just, I, I'm looking at Mr. Nine Pin all the time. It's just amazing. I don't leave enough solid nines as it is, but I just, <laughs> uh, I'm like, oh my Lord, no wonder he likes this ball. I mean, Kevin Croucher loves that ball. I mean, he throws it down the lane and it's just like, oh man. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Ebonite, for, you know, you know. So I get to throw everybody. Track, I mean, you know, gosh, dog it. They've got such a good line. Hammer, um, I haven't thrown the Taboo Pearl yet. Have you thrown that one? Oh, yes, yeah. That that ball uh, definitely commits. Uh, when, when you, Where you're looking for it to commit right off the pattern, it makes its move. Well, yeah, but most, you know, like all the manufacturers, you know, you have balls that squirt when they hit oil, and then you have balls that, that read the friction really good. Uh, you know, uh, uh, downfalls uh, that, uh, you know, I mean, there's there's balls that just don't fit. Like that uh, 3.5 didn't fit in my arsenal at all. Uh, you know, uh, high roads don't fit in my art. I mean, I've, very rarely do I ever throw a high road. Everybody loves that ball. I, I just very rarely, um, you know, I, I like to stick to solids, uh, solid shells, not a whole lot of pearls, but I will throw a pearl ball. Uh, you know, I don't have any issue with just saying that I'm, I'm a solid guy. Uh, hybrid shells are very hyper. Um, everybody that has a hybrid shell, I've, I've thrown them, and they're, they're, they're very, you know, well, when they, they hit the oil and then they hit the virgin, oh, my Lord. Uh, then you have other balls that people, you know, that aren't real big fans of that seem to work really good for me. So, Chris, want to have you discuss uh, f- the tour. from you, you went on tour in 1987. That's some 20 years ago, 24 years ago. Well, actually, Talk I started in... Actually, I started in 83 and uh, didn't go to PBA school till 84, so they actually didn't consider me a full member till 84. But yeah, yeah, it uh, it has changed a lot. Um, you know, we went from bowling thirty three to thirty five weeks a year to to what we bowl now. Uh, but that's just change. Uh, time in any sport, you know, you you, you have ups and downs, and uh, we're we've been on the upswing for a while. Uh, things are really really good, you know. Uh, the only difference is, is the guys are in better shape. Uh, the equipment is so much stronger. Uh, therefore, the guys have to be stronger. Uh, it's 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 really hard. It's always been a business, and, and a lot of people don't realize that. But the, the guys that were successful have always treated it like it was a business, and it is a business. We're entertainers. And speaking of entertaining, one of the things that when, when Joe and myself started this website, Above180.com, we wanted to help bowlers. You also do a lot of coaching at your, at your pro shop up there in Oregon. want you to talk about some of the things that you see from the bowler that you're trying to help that come to you for a lesson. What can the average bowler in league who is looking to improve their game, what, can, what advice can you give them and, and how can they do that? Well... You have to make it very basic and very easy. Everybody's body has a natural function. If you swing your arms back and forth really fast, like you were running, 
you will always notice that your arm, whether you're right-handed or left-handed, always wants to come towards your chin. Always, when you're running. And, you know, you don't run with your arms swinging straight back and forth. You run with them coming in front of your chin and actually right below your eyes. So what we try to do is we try to teach people how to use their natural body functions. Uh, Bill Hall, one of the best coaches in the world, looked at me when I first went out on tour and goes, you know what? He goes, you're amazing. He goes, you have the best release of a bowling ball I've ever seen. And he goes, but you don't have a clue where it's going to go. He goes, you throw eight strikes a game, it can barely average 200. I just looked at him and went, I don't know whether I'm supposed to take that as a compliment or whether you're telling me, you know, he goes, I'm just telling you that, you know, you need to learn to make your stairs. You need to learn to make your stairs. And he goes, you know, but first we need to teach you, you know, the three basic things of bowling, which, and I went, okay, you know, I'm I'm interested now. You're, you're telling me I need to learn, you know, three basic things about bowling. He goes, and you only need three things to bowl well, and it has nothing to do with the ball. He goes, you can take the best bowler in the world and give him the worst-made bowling ball in the world, and guess what? He's still going to be able to compete. He goes, but then you can take a not-so-good bowler and give him the best ball in the world, and if he doesn't know what to do with it, he's not going to be able to compete. And I was kind of, okay, well, this is all making sense. So you're telling me I'm pretty good, but I just don't know what I'm doing with it. And uh, it's all based upon direction, momentum, and leverage. And I went, oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm pretty athletic. Let's, let's explain it. He goes, you can't fight gravity. If you let your arm swing freely with a bowling ball in it, it will drop in a straight line. It will come back in a straight line. It will go through on a straight line unless you try to do something. If you try to do something... Now, that's going to change which way the ball's going to go, the direction of the ball. I'm like, oh. Okay, he goes, you do that pretty good. He goes, but you don't understand where it's really going to go to. And he goes, what do you look at? And I go, I look down there. And he goes, down where? And I said, down there. And he goes, what What do you mean, down there? And I kind of went, okay. That dark brown board down there, and he looks down there, and he's looking down the lane. He goes, "That's about forty-five to fifty feet." I said, "Yeah, that's where I want my ball to come back to the pins." And he goes, "Okay, that's cool." He goes, no, "Don't worry about that." He goes, "Let's just work on getting your arm in line with where you want to go." And so, of course, I stood up there, and he goes, "You're standing on like thirty-one," and I went, "Yeah." He goes. That's going to be kind of hard for you to hit that. I went, no, I'll just walk over there and roll the ball. He goes, you'll walk over there. And I went, yeah. He goes, that's the problem. You need to learn to walk straighter and not so much towards your target and get your arm in line with that. Just let it fall, and it'll fall in a straight line. It'll come through in a straight line. And I went, oh, okay. So we we worked on that, and that, that was really, really good. So that is how you find your direction is making sure that your arm, your hips, and your shoulders stay perpendicular to where you want the ball to roll to. And don't pick one board. Pick three. Pick one to the right of it, one to the left of it, and one in the middle. 
and that helps you get your direction. Momentum, and this was really easy for me because I always had really quick feet, is how fast you pace your feet. That dictates how fast you're going to roll the ball. It's, it's very hard to use no muscle and walk real slow and roll the ball fast. But there again, it's a lot easier to walk really, really fast to roll the ball really hard. So your feet actually control your ball speed. Uh, and leverage and is your arms and your legs working together to keep you in balance. So, because you have to be in balance to have great leverage. So, you know, and those are the three things that I, I, I try to get people to understand. I really, really want you to understand that direction, momentum, and leverage, that is the whole keys to bowling. So, so, so Chris, let, let me sum this up here now. The under part of your forearm, in other words, when you look at with your palm facing up, you use that to aid in your direction toward your target line, correct? Your footwork controls your ball speed more so than your downward swing speed, which I agree because I know myself as I've gotten older, I've lost ball speed and I can directly relate that to my approach speed to the line. So how does someone, say, past 50 or even past 40, try and incorporate faster feet uh, into their game? I mean, is it all done mentally or do you just do it by attacking the line more? I mean, what, what, in your opinion, what's the easiest way to do this? It's like dancing. It's, it's the easiest way to put it. If you take four steps, it would be one, two, three, four. Now, understand that. It's a progression. It's, it's like music. It has a tempo, and that's the tempo that you use. If you want to go faster, it's one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. If you take five, it's one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. And it, it's, it's like dancing. And people are well, don't dance. Uh, everybody dances. Everybody has rhythm. The problem is as you think about it. Your body has a natural function. If you understand, you know, that if all you're doing is you don't have to run. But you do have to, because in, in physics, if your fulcrum moves, that makes things accelerate. If it moves the opposite direction, it decelerates. In physics, that's what you learn. So if your fulcrum progresses faster, that makes a longer swing arc. It has to, because now you're not fighting gravity. That's the part about your arm that you really have to understand is you cannot try to muscle it back and you cannot try to muscle it through. Uh, a, a good thing is uh, understanding kinetic energy. I mean, see, all this stuff gets very, very, you know, complicated. So you try to keep it as basic as you can because when you start talking, you know, you, a lot of people don't have the mathematics uh, down to the science, even if you, even if you, you know, they try to explain to them. And it's kind of hard to explain that a 14-pound bowling ball moving at 13 miles an hour has less energy than a 13-pound ball moving at 14 miles an hour. And they're like, what? It's a fact. <laughs> it's just a fact. Uh, you know, uh, and 
and so you don't want to complicate things. You, you know, when you're giving lessons, you don't want to complicate things. You want to keep them as easy as possible. So the easiest thing to do is have them swing their arm back and forth, nice and smooth. And then as they walk up there, you'll see, you can actually, people are hands-on people. They see results. So then have them walk up there really slow and just let their arm swing and let it, let it go. Tell them, don't try to muscle it. Don't try to hook it. Don't try to do anything. Do not try to do anything. And they're like, what? Don't do anything. Yes, do not do anything. Just let it swing back and let it swing through. You're not trying to hit the pins. You're not trying to hit a target. What you're trying to do is find out where your direction of your arm is. And you will immediately see where it's going. Some people have to tilt their body a little more to the right because their hips are wider and their shoulders are wider. Some people don't have to tip, you know, tilt their shoulders and hips farther to the right. They actually keep them a little bit square. So, but there again, to pick up your tempo for, for the, the average older person, uh, you know, if I can tell them, just walk a little faster. And I'm not talking, you don't have to get into a dead sprint. Just walk a little faster. But remember, in your approach, the slowest step is your first step. Always. doesn't matter how many steps you take. You take three, four, or five, six, seven, eight. Your first step has to be the slowest step in your approach because that sets up your timing. And, Chris, uh, on that note, I want to say, number one, uh, this is all what you've talked about, very in- great information for the bowler looking to take their game and very easy for bowlers to visualize. So you did a great job uh, summarizing it. And also, Chris, I know on your website you have uh, at your pro shop, we're going to link up. You have uh, all this basically what, you, what you've described you have uh, in written form. Uh, so we're going to put that on our website as well to help bowlers out so they can take this, print this out and take it with them to the, to the bowling center and work on things because – Practice is what really makes people take their game to the next level. It's getting their swing in line with their body, getting everything in motion, and then practicing repetition, repetition, constantly getting that muscle memory to work. So, Chris, we're going to post that on our Above180.com as well. And I want to thank you for joining us, and best of luck in the tournament, uh, uh, for all the tournaments out there. I know you're doing the, the, uh, the World Series of Bowling as well. So best of luck with everything, and Chris, we'd love to have you back on again. All right. Well, I appreciate it, and thank you all very much. And just remember, you can always reach me at cavemanbowls.com. It's uh, Chris Warren at cavemanbowls.com. And if you have any questions, if people want to know about drillings, want to know about you know anything to do with the bowling business, give me a call. Chris, thanks for being here. We really enjoyed you, and uh, we are definitely going to have you back, possibly even after you win the uh, the big shootout. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you all very much. Y'all have a great day. And, Chris, thank you again for hopping on with us, spending some time. Lots of great information regarding what bowlers can do to help take their game to the next level. Chris is going to be competing in the bowlersdeals.com all-in shootout, being held November 4th at the South Point Bowling Center in Las Vegas. Uh, November 4th, that's a Friday night. By all means, make sure you check that out. Uh, can't wait to watch it. It's on Extra Frame. Uh, sign up for Extra Frame. Do, do yourself a favor. You'll be glad you did. Uh, you can watch all the bowling that you need to uh, on at PBA Extra Frame. Watch how people make it to Sunday. Watch bowling during the weekend, especially to watch this event. This is going to be great. Uh, again, for Tim Berg, Joe Sarar, good luck and good bowling. Good bowling.